a new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Carpenter's Mate 2. Gunner's Mate 2. Carpenter's Cruise 1. Cook 4. Cook's Mate 1. Quartermasters 4, Able Seaman 33, Marines, Lieutenant 1, James Scott, Sergeant 1, Corporals 1, Drummer 1, Privates 8, Total 81. I had all the reason in the world to be perfectly satisfied with the choice of the officers. The second and third lieutenants, the lieutenant of Marines, two of the warrant officers, and several of the petty officers, had been with me during the former voyage. The others were men of known abilities, and all of them on every occasion showed their zeal for the service in which they were employed during the whole voyage. In the equipping of these ships they were not confined to ordinary establishments, but were fitted in the most complete manner, and supplied with every extra article that was suggested to be necessary. Lord Sandwich paid an extraordinary attention to this equipment by visiting the ships from time to time to satisfy himself that the whole was completed to his wish and to the satisfaction of those who were to embark in them. Nor were the navy and victualling boards wanting in providing them with the very best of stores and provisions, and whatever else was necessary for so long a voyage. Some alterations were adopted in the species of provisions usually made use of in the navy. That is, we were supplied with wheat in lieu of so much oatmeal, and sugar in lieu of so much oil, and when completed each ship had two years and a half provisions on board of all species. We had besides many extra articles, such as malt, sauerkraut, salted cabbage, portable broth, saloop, mustard, marmalade of carrots, and the inspiciated juice of wort and beer. Some of these articles had before been found to be highly antiscorbutic, and others were now sent out on trial or by way of experiment. The inspiciated juice of beer and wort, and marmalade of carrots especially. 
as several of these antiscorbutic articles are not generally known, a more particular account of them may not be amiss. Of malt is made sweet wort, which is given to such persons as have got the scurvy, or whose habit of body threatens them with it, from one to five or six pints a day, as the surgeon sees necessary. Sauerkraut is cabbage cut small, to which is put a little salt, juniper berries and aniseeds. It is then fermented and afterwards close-packed in casks, in which state it will keep a good long time. This is a wholesome vegetable food, and a great antiscorbutic. The allowance to each man is two pounds a week, but I increased or diminished their allowance as I thought proper. Salted cabbage is cabbage cut to pieces and salted down in casks, which will preserve it a long time. Portable broth is so well known that it needs no description. We were supplied with it both for the sick and well, and it was exceedingly beneficial. Salute, and rob of lemons and oranges, were for the sick and scorbutic only, and wholly under the surgeon's care. Marmalade of carrots is the juice of yellow carrots, inspissated till it is of the thickness of fluid honey, or treacle, which last it resembles both in taste and colour. It was recommended by Baron Storch of Berlin as a very great antiscorbutic, but we did not find that it had much of this quality. For the inspissated juice of wort and beer, we were indebted to Mr. Pelham, secretary to the commissioners of the Vigiling Office. This gentleman, some years ago, considered that if the juice of malt, either as beer or wort, were inspissated by evaporation, it is probable this inspissated juice would keep good at sea, and if so, a supply of beer might be had at any time by mixing it with water. Mr. Pelham made several experiments, which succeeded so well that the commissioners caused thirty-one half-barrels of this juice to be prepared, and sent out with our ships for trial, nineteen on board the Resolution, and the remainder on board the Adventure. The success of these experiments will be mentioned in the narrative, in the order as they were made. The frame of a small vessel, twenty tons burden, was properly prepared and put on board each of the ships to be set up, if found necessary, to serve as tenders upon any emergency, or to transport the crew in case the ship was lost. We were also well provided with fishing nets, lines and hooks of every kind for catching of fish, and in order to enable us to procure refreshments in such inhabited parts of the world as we might touch at, where money was of no value, the Admiralty caused to be put on board both the ships several articles of merchandise, as well to trade with the natives for provisions, as to make them presents to gain their friendship and esteem. Their lordships also caused a number of medals to be struck, the one side representing his majesty and the other to the two ships. These medals were to be given to the natives of new discovered countries, and left there as testimonies of our being the first discoverers. Some additional clothing, adapted to a cold climate, was put on board, to be given to the seamen whenever it was thought necessary. In short, nothing was wanting that could tend to promote the success of the undertaking, or contribute to the conveniences and health 
of those who embarked in it. The Admiralty showed no less attention to science in general by engaging Mr. William Hodges, a landscape painter, to embark in this voyage, in order to make drawings and paintings of such places in the countries we should touch at, as might be proper to give a more perfect idea thereof, than could be formed from written descriptions only. And it being thought of public utility, that some persons skilled in natural history should be engaged to accompany me in this voyage, the Parliament, granted an ample sum for the purpose, and Mr. John Reinhold Forster and his son were pitched upon for this employment. The Boyd of Longitude agreed with Mr. William Wales and Mr. William Bailey to make astronomical observations, the former on board the Resolution and the latter on board the Adventure. The great improvements which astronomy and navigation have met with from the many interesting observations they have made, would have done honour to any person whose reputation for mathematical knowledge was not so well known as theirs. The same board furnished them with the best instruments for making both astronomical and nautical observations and experiments, and likewise with four timepieces or watch-machines, three made by Mr. Arnold and one made by Mr. Kendall on Mr. Harrison's principles. A particular account of the going of these watches, as also the astronomical and nautical observations made by the astronomers, has been before the public, by order of the Board of Longitude, under the inspection of Mr. Wales. Besides the obligation I was under to this gentleman for communicating to me the observations he made, from time to time during the voyage, I have since been indebted to him for the perusal of his journal, with leave to take from it whatever I thought might contribute to the improvement of this work. For the convenience of the generality of readers, I have reduced the time from the nautical to the civil computations, so that whenever the terms a.m. and p.m. are used, the former signifies the forenoon, and the latter the afternoon of the same day. In all the courses, bearings, etc., the variation of the compass is allowed unless the contrary is expressed. And now it may be necessary to say that, as I am on the point of sailing on a third expedition, I leave this account of my last voyage in the hands of some friends who, in my absence, have kindly accepted the office of correcting the press for me, who am pleased to think that what I have here to relate is better to be given in my own words than in the words of another person, especially as it is a work designed for information and not merely for amusement, in which it is their opinion that candour and fidelity will counterbalance the want of ornament. I shall therefore conclude this introductory discourse with desiring the reader to excuse the inaccuracies of style, which doubtless he will frequently meet with in the following narrative, and that, when such occur, he will recollect that it is the production of a man who has not had the advantage of much school education, but who has been constantly at sea from his youth, and though with the assistance of a few good friends he has passed through all the stations belonging to a seaman, from an apprentice boy in the coal trade to a post-captain in the Royal Navy, he has had no opportunity of cultivating letters, 
after this account of myself the public must not expect from me the elegance of a fine writer or the plausibility of a professed bookmaker but will i hope consider me as a plain man zealously exerting himself in the service of his country and determined to give the best account he is able of these proceedings james cook plymouth sound july seventh seventeen seventy six End of Introduction Part 2